also, there is a, a location in your Facebook data policy um, where it tells you the listing of different companies that they gave your information to, and those companies share your information. So if you like a post of mine, and I'm talking about uh, Hillary Clinton, mm-hmm. you're going to start seeing ads for that because you're telling Facebook that you like it. By the things you interact with, there's a whole profile made on just you and all the things that you like and dislike. That's and wild. so what they're saying is that it's actually not listening to your calls. It's predicting what you want before you want it based on what you've already told the Internet from the whole time you've had Facebook. Wow. Love. Love. Lust. Lust. And that Another week of love, lust, and badass. So it's your host, CEO Hayes, in the building with my lovely co-host, Miss Tanya D. I didn't scare away the first episode. She's back. Hola. <laughs> How's your week been? It's been pretty damn productive. Um, I feel like I got a lot done. Like I'm back in school now. Okay. And I'm not like I'm gonna have a moment of transparency. Like math has never been my shit. <laughs> <laughs> and so you know, you remember things from like your childhood or from like high school, but like when you learned it at the time, you were like, I'm never going to use this shit again. Exactly. So you throw it away. So when you're reintroduced to it, it takes a minute to come back to you. And I haven't been back to school in like years. So, um, it's a learning curve. So I'm learning a lot and I'm just really excited. So what's your major? How's your week? You said what? What's your major? Uh, counseling psychology. Okay. I can see that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, my week has been it's been pretty laid back uneventful i got um i got asked to do uh to do a a live show at this event here called cloud city and it's like Mm -hmm. it's a multimedia like music and tech and it's like a bunch it's a lot of stuff that comes in so that was unexpected but i love it i love it but i i just (laughs) it caught me off guard but other than that it's really just been a normal week podcasting work fatherhood family so that fatherhood portion i know (laughs) Yeah. But you're doing your thing. You told me some great things, and I was just like beaming. I was like, "Oh, that's so sweet." I'm so soft. Yeah, my my kids make me a softie. Before I had kids, I was not a softie at all. But now that they're getting to that age where I'm starting to worry, like not because they're bad kids, but just worry about like how the world is going to treat my children and like how mm-hmm. my children are, are taking it in. Like I have two sons, I have two daughters, and the, for my son to be 13 and really. I worry about when when it's going to hit him, how different it is for black men, really. Like, when is it right. really going to hit him? So I worry about that. But he's such a level-headed kid um, that it's, it's amazing. Some of the stuff that comes out of his mouth is just like, it takes me back. And you know the story I share with you is just, yeah, yeah it's crazy. So I, my nephew just turned seven, and I FaceTimed him by mistake because I definitely, you don't want to FaceTime a seven-year-old. Yeah. They have nothing to talk about. <laughs> but... It was his birthday, and I was like, you know, hey, you know, calling, checking, and he propped his phone up so I could watch him play. And I was like, great, because this is like auntie time, Uh and I don't have to be there exactly. And I'm like, so what do you want for your birthday? And he was like, TT, I'm perfectly perfect. I was like, what? (laughs) Like, you don't need anything? He's like, no, I'm fine. I'm perfectly perfect. I was like, wow, I wish I could have been you (laughs) at seven because I was a dumbass. But never yeah. content it's, it's weird to find a, a content kid and when you do it's like wow okay that's, right that's, it's yeah. a little scary yeah it is uh, well that's good 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 that the weeks have been going good so far um you ready to hop into these topics because we got some crazy stuff towards the end but you do ready it. to hop into them let's do it all right so this first do one it. uh scrolling through social media i think it was twitter i see this post and so a woman who had got cheated cheated on 
that her and her husband ended up working it out, but she created, she turned it into a business opportunity. She created what's called side chick tees. And so one of the shirts on it says, I'm his 80, you're his 20. And I'm just like, really, is this what we're doing? I understand the entrepreneurship, but really, is this what we want to do? A constant reminder. What do you think about all that? I think she's also a dumbass. <laughs> I mean, like I'm all for people having their different avenues to get to entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm all for taking people taking their losses and helping it to get to their wins. But in this in this case, it's like, girl, let go and let God. Let the T's go. Let it go. Okay? You got cheated on. And even if you worked it out, because there have been a lot of relationships where somebody's cheated, but now the relationship is stronger than ever. Yeah. But I just don't see how the T-shirts and even that slogan, like, I'm glad I didn't <laughs> see the shirt um, because I would have started a petition <laughs> just to take it down. <laughs> Because I feel like that's just like your ego or your you're bruised, okay? You're yeah. hurt by that. And like, oh, I'm not hurt. I'm gonna make t shirts. Like, no, no, you're hurt. You're hurt. And um I just think that's weird. I'm your eighty wait, I'm I'm so she's saying she's the eighty and the other and the side hoe is the twenty. So we're going to pray for her <laughs> and we're going to make sure everything's okay at home for her. Absolutely. And so it's weird because regardless of how you cut it, like they're married, he's really benefiting financially off cheating off her when you think about it. If this t-shirt line blows up. So it's like, and it's a constant reminder. Like, how do you truly heal from something that's a, like, I get it. You're making money off of it. Maybe money heals all. I don't know. I, I, not for me, <laughs> but like, it's a constant <laughs> reminder of the situation. Agreed. And so me, myself, like for me and my household, I'm going to be petty. <laughs> you pick up the juice. It's like, you know what pay for that juice? These t-shirts about your side, ho. That's what pay for that Minute Maid juice. So, no, I think it's just all a bad idea. And I'm also curious as to people who are actually purchasing these t-shirts. They also need a wellness check. Yeah. Yeah, and so, like, some of the response was that she was uh, trying to prove her worth to her husband's lover. Do you kind of see it that way, too? I think she's embarrassed and trying to make the best. It's like when you're, you're in public and you bust your ass, and instead of being upset, you kind of laugh it off. Mm -hmm. And, like, it's like the same thing. It's like a sense of embarrassment and trying to cover up the embarrassment with, I'm going to take this loss and make a win. Like, no, you still look ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know. So I, I'm I, glad I, would I didn't see it, those tees. <laughs> I would take it uh, Miss Tanya D isn't going to be starting any side chick tea business anytime soon if, if, if a situation like this Absolutely ever happens. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Could you imagine a dude doing something like that? Like, that would seem even worse. Like a dude wearing a shirt that says, I'm her 80, you're her 20. Well, first, again, men are not admitting they're being cheated on that in the true. first place. Yeah, that's true. So... But, I mean, I have seen a lot of side nigga t-shirts, though. Like, men, <laughs> men don't mind being boyfriend number two yeah. and wearing a t-shirt. And it's, sense, it's like a sense of pride for men. Like, oh, I don't mind being a side nigga. But when it's women, it's like, oh, no, girl. We can't. Yeah. We can't. We can't. We can't. But, I mean, you got to respect people's relationship. But at the same time, she's just embarrassed. Yeah. Well, like you said, let's send up prayers to her. Um Let's let's move on to the next topic, though. Nicki Minaj decided to post hey, her retirement. She posted today. So I don't know if you got to see that or not, that she's retiring. But I don't believe that. But so she decided to post a thing about <laughs> toxic relationships. And one of the clapbacks I saw from this was talking about the fact that her husband. Or I don't know if they're officially married or not. It's so weird. Um, what well, is a convicted rapist? Right. And kidnapper. Um. Well, I know he has some. um criminal history okay i don't know the extent of the criminal history i just know there's criminal history but she gives me like all these weird vibes mm -hmm. like i don't understand nikki at all yeah. like i think she's very um just odd she's an odd person and we always thought it was safari you know what i'm saying yeah. we thought it was that person really bringing out whatever in her but come to find out that she's just a strange person one, uh, I was never here for Nikki's music, so retiring means nothing. <laughs> yeah. And but as far as the toxic relationships, like I read some of the tweets, and I'm like, I agree. Yeah. I agree with the things she's saying. It's just um, 
it comes with a whole big ass bowl of irony because she's not doing those things. Like when you don't practice what you preach and especially in such a public light, like she's in, you look fucking nuts. You look crazy. Um, So that means you have a full understanding of what toxicity is and you're probably, you're still involved. You still involve the people. We're still involved. You see that awkward video she posted with her dude, and yeah. it's like he's standing like a statue, and she's like fourteen. It's weird. It's like, what was this for? You're watching it, like, what? If, what am I supposed to be getting out of this video? Um, but I think she's just getting older, mm-hmm. and she's saying she's retiring to start her family. And I'm like, Nikki is like forty-seven. I don't know what's going on with Nikki at this point. I'm. I don't know. I just assume that, like, now she's not the it girl. Mm-hmm. She don't know where she belongs. She doesn't know what to do with herself. And that, yeah, and that's and, like, true. She's trying to lead with her personality. And, and her it's personality like, like Cardi did. Yeah. But it's like, but you're not Cardi because you're not interesting or funny or entertaining in that way. Or she does the queen radio. And it's like, girl, it's just some people have great personalities and mm-hmm. some people have shit personalities. But she just so happened to be a shit personality with great talent. But now that she's not the it girl, it's like I. And when you think I when you know. think about it, really, this all started going down for her the moment Remy Remy Ma got out of jail. And as and your 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 comment of her not being able to take being the it not being the it girl, it really started downward spiraling. Then of course they bumped heads, and I really think the media pushed those two against each other more so than anything. But it was like once that limelight started getting taken away from her the lifeblood started getting taken away from her. And I really feel like a lot of this is a cry out for attention. I really do. And I'm not, maybe even for help. I I, I really don't know. It just really comes off strange and weird. It's like, I was, I was saying this on my podcast, like some time ago. And I said, this is the most compassion I can give to Nikki is Cardi to me does not have talent. Mm -hmm. She has a niche. She has a lane and she built it from her transparency on Instagram. So you have it so where people are so drawn to who you are as a person that they'll fuck with anything you got going. Absolutely. If that's music, if that was, if Cardi B was an artist, guess what? She's going to be Picasso. Get on Picasso because <laughs> people loved her so much. So the fact that she started rapping and she blatantly was like, oh, I don't care about these lyrics. I'm trying to get to the bag. Yeah. And you have somebody like Nikki who, who grinded, who was in those clubs, you know, when she didn't have no ass. Or nothing like Miss Girl was in there working, and so she's going to those battles. She's doing those ciphers. She really worked at her craft, and she writes. She pens. So to even be compared to someone that literally just got on to someone that's been grinding for it, it's just like how comedians from Comic View feel about these Instagram comedians. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're able to take the escalator to success, and you want me to sit back and like applaud it because there is no talent you're not my contemporary you can't we can't sit in a room and write bar for bar because that's not what you do and then now because they make it seem like there can only be one good black girl at a time Mm -hmm. um and and cardi took that space they're looking at nikki to be the bully and i i understand why she's like you guys want me to be the bad guy because you love nikki so much and she's not open arms welcoming to somebody that's not your contemporary. That's like if this podcast shot to number one and somebody that is 578 suddenly becomes popular and you guys are now on the same level. Mm -hmm. And you know your show is better. You know your content is better. It's not easy to welcome somebody like that in. Now, Megan, she was like, oh, yeah, bring that hot ass over here because she understands. Like, you're my contemporary. We yeah. can rap. We can do things together. But um, as far as a relationship, I can just do without it. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. It, it's the, and the thing is, there there is absolutely a way that Nikki can still be very relevant, especially with the new wave of women in. You're getting me talking about music, which I love. Um, but I just don't think she's mature enough right now to handle to to be in that position. She's not ready to play the elder statesman in in for hip hop for women. I don't think she's that's is. wild yeah. because again she's like forty seven. <laughs> like at what point is she gonna you know everybody like when she stopped wearing crazy hair and styles mm-hmm. and wearing like cupcake batter and whatever she was doing, 
Um, and we saw her with an elegant black dress and black hair. We were like, oh, we were very shocked to see her kind of normal. Yeah. Um, and we were very welcoming to this new Nikki. You know what I'm saying? So it's not that we we wouldn't welcome her. It's just that she never really changes. That's true. You got to adapt. That's one thing in this music game. You always have to adapt. The greats adapt. Like, look at Jay-Z. He or has... you're going to be outside like Buddy from Five Heartbeats. <laughs> Nights like this. Uh, <laughs> let's go ahead. <laughs> Moving to the next topic. So this one, uh, <laughs> another one that I don't even remember how I came across it, honestly. Just, I don't know. I, I look at so much stuff. So a venue in Mississippi says that it will not do mixed race or gay marriages because of their religious values. I don't know where in the Bible it says anything about mixed races. I know people. Exactly. Who, go ahead. Take it away. Yo, I want to know what you think about it because I thought that was very, very interesting because I'm not very uh, religious. I don't really go to church. So this, I like, I don't care. But I am curious to someone that may be religious and see how you feel about it because I know there are things that you do learn through the church, through the Bible, whatever. And then there's just things that is just told to you and you don't question it. Like, don't question God. I was always told that, like, don't you don't question God because he got all that. I'd be like, but why not? (laughs) So there are certain things that are literally in the Bible and other things that are kind of just passed down. So I don't know. And that's the thing. A lot of a lot of the stuff in the Bible, people interpret for what they want to take out of it. And that's not fair. And then they manipulate people who aren't going to read it and who aren't as well versed in the Bible. Um, In this case, like with the mixed race, I'm going to split it here. So I'll talk about the mixed race first. There's mm-hmm. nothing in the Bible about mixed races. There's nothing in the Bible about it being wrong with mixed races or against God or anything like that. So for you to say, especially being in the South in Mississippi, for you to say that you're not going to do it because of your religious values, you're being you're it's bullshit. You're 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 trying to use religion to benefit a racist ideal ideals that you have. As far as gay gay marriages, again, I have no like I I feel like this. If you like let them let gay people get married, who is it hurting for them to get married? It's not hurting anyone. In my opinion, it's not hurting me. It's not hurting me in my straight marriage. It's not it's not doing any of that. So, like, for you to not allow them to do it is silly to me. Um, Now, I understand that in the Bible, it does say men who sleep with men. There's no space for them in the kingdom and and X, Y, Z. But at the same time, it also says we are not supposed to be the judgments. That judgment is ultimately for God. So we right. as humans aren't supposed to pass that judgment. But like who left you? God did not leave you in charge. Exactly. That's the whole point. Yeah, and that's like, the thing. No one left these people in charge. And so with the, with the mixed race and so like from the beginning of time, religion and the Bible have been weaponized to accomplish certain things. You know what I'm saying? And so that's why for me it's difficult to accept because I know how black people got it here. Mm-hmm. And I know and I've been to different um, locations where you were strapped to a pole if you didn't pray the way that Master prayed, if you didn't recite that Bible verse. And we weren't even allowed to read at That's the time. Yeah. But, we, but the Bible, we could because it was being weaponized. And they were using different uh, portions of the Bible to, to re-emphasize you know, slavery and, and to really weaponize it in that to know that my ancestors were like strapped to poles and given lashings for not believing until literally is beaten into you, it's hard for me to digest and take. So when I see things like this in a place like Mississippi where racism is just, it thrives. It's always, it always has, it always will. So it's not really surprising to, to see that. And just the, the discrimination, I mean, I feel like go somewhere else. Go where you are wanted. If that church doesn't want to do it, there are a million that do. I, I mean, I feel like focusing on that one ignorant-ass place that doesn't want to comply with 2019, Yeah, <laughs> there is no battle in that to me. It's like go where you're wanted and fuck them. Yeah, that's basically what it is. Like if you don't want me, fuck, like you said, you don't get my my money, don't get my business, it's – And I was more so concerned with the fact that, like, because I had never really researched this, but there's a Religious Freedom Act in Mississippi. It basically allows that, for all intents and purposes, if you can put anything under a religious value, you can get away with damn near anything. And it's silly. It's stupid. We live in 2019 where America is supposed to be this 
like we we are all immigrants to this country. Like everyone boils down. Unless your unless your last name is Standing Bear, I don't want to hear nothing about you're an original American. So like for you to for us to have like pass laws like this and legalize discrimination like this is really disgusting in my opinion. I mean, I I feel like there are consummations, like there are marriages, you know, where there is uh one person that's one race, the other person that's not know that like my I have a family member who married a white man and she always describes just the looks that she gets like just being with him and they're married. Just being with him is always an issue um, for optics. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. How people look at you and, and how it is. And she's also very religious. You know what I'm saying? She waited till she got married uh, to consummate her marriage. You know, she really waited to get married. And let's say if she got into circumstances and she lived in Mississippi and, she, and they're like, oh, yeah, we don't do that. It's like, yeah, I would raise hell to get some awareness, but also I would go where I am I am needed. And I will also need to have a discussion with my partner because I'm like, bro, is this what we want to do and be a part of? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I know that sometimes in different relationships, whether it be race or religion or something is different and you guys do different things, it always comes to a head at some point. But I don't feel like it should come come to a head to someone that's saying they're not going to marry people because of what they look, their sexual orientation. It's just move. Yeah. Move out of Mississippi. Yeah. I think we just need to all get, get the hell up out of Mississippi. We just no. need to go get our people. Let's set our people free. <laughs> um, <laughs> give us us free. <laughs> give us us free. I did have another question on here about, like, do you think re how religion, like, ne negatively impacts relationships? But you kind of already went into that. Is there anything else that you want to elaborate on that, or are you cool with moving on? Um, I feel like, no, I, okay, so I do feel like religion can have a negative impact on your relationship mm -hmm. because I feel like there are certain things to the Bible to me that were just and true for a period of time. Time has changed and the core principles of the Bible does not change. And that's why they feel like history repeats itself. And that's like, yeah, or we are prone to do the same things because we're human and we do these things. You're gonna commit adultery. You're gonna do all those things. But like, like I always have an issue. Like I was in a previous relationship with someone who was like a devout Christian and went to church like 17 times a week and wouldn't smash me on Sundays. And <laughs> I was like, jeez. So, uh, but he was manipulating. He was a liar, and he had all type of side women and. So it almost didn't matter. And, and like, sometimes I, I had asked him at one point, I said, are you trying to tell me that someone across the world who was never introduced to Christianity, who lives a great life, is good by people, lives meek, they give, their heart is of gold, they die. You are telling me that they are going to go to hell because they didn't accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior? He said, yes. I said, we're having different, like we're in different spaces and it's going to never, it's never going to work here. Yeah. It's never going to work here because you're taking a principle from a time, mm. applying it to now. And sometimes it doesn't fit. That's why there are different versions of the, of the Bible in the first place, because time period lasts. The old Testament couldn't stand the test of time. The things that were in there literally could not apply to that time. So they made a new Testament. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> And so now we're in a new space and we still have not adjusted it. It's still, it's just like the constitution. We're constantly like, bro, some old raggedy white people wrote this stuff before, before there was lift. Yeah. They have no <laughs> idea before there was online bullying before. Listen, it's like, they have not caught up with the time. And I feel like religion has its way. If you're only paying attention to the core principles, maybe your relationship will be great. If you're paying attention to the core principles of each lesson, of each book that's being taught. But if you're using it to weaponize and say, oh, my God don't like this and my God don't do this and my God. I said, how do your God have all these human-like characteristics, but he's the almighty, you know, the Alpha yeah. and Omega, but he feels a way? I'd be like, out of the Ten Testaments... Uh, Ten Commandments, I'm sorry. Ten Commandments, four of them are about, like, don't like nobody else but me. <laughs> <laughs> the first four, yeah. you know? 
and it has nothing to do with rape. It has nothing to do with pedophilia. It has nothing to do with those things. It's like adultery, don't lie, don't cheat on your man. Like, it has those basic principles in there. And I feel like in a relationship, if you're using it to make me, you're using it to make me be less of myself. If you're using it to, oh, well, I don't like this thing about you. You need to pray about it. Like, don't use it to, to weaponize me. Like, if you need to teach me something, that's cool. I'm open for that. But I came to a head in my own previous relationship because I was like, this would never work. Yeah. This would never work because you're being unrealistic. <laughs> And, and you wording it as weaponizing it is perfect because that's what people do. I think if you use it as a way or as a guideline to govern yourself, that's fine. But when you try to use it to either put down, find an excuse for belittling people, or like you say, weaponize against another party, it's right. an issue. And that's with anything. And so it definitely applies to that as well. So, yeah, spot on. Amen. There you go. But All not right. on Sundays? He wouldn't? On Sundays? Oh. <laughs> If we did, we okay. So if my man right now is listening, my bad. But at the time, it was like it would literally be rolling from Saturday night into Sunday morning, uh -huh. you know, like midnighty area. And he'd be like, you know what? I don't even feel like this is appropriate. Or we had smashed, and he would like, we gotta pray about this, like right after. And I was like, all the fun people going to hell anyway. <laughs> like, <laughs> wow. So so he, he rationalized in his head to have premarital sex, but like, not on Sunday. Not on Sunday. <laughs> I was like, oh, so you into it, but not in front of God. Okay. okay. All right. Well, fine. That is really interesting. We're, we're going to have to one day circle back to that. I feel like there's more of a trash. story. It's okay. a long story. Okay. Well. <laughs> there <yeah>. it is <laughs> so <laughs> our last topic before we get into listener emails and questions is about malik yoba do you want to oh <laughs> detective williams all right um i don't know i feel like i don't i can't tell if he's trying to get in front of the the because from my understanding this there was some type of story in the past about him with a underage Mm -hmm. transgender person and so maybe just coming out saying oh no i like transgender is a way to kind of minimize the damage of the fact that this person was saying they were underage at the time mm -hmm. um like a kevin spacey kind of thing yeah, that's exactly what i was going to that's exactly what i was going to yeah so again i don't like when celebrities just i be over here minding my business and they come tap me on my shoulder and like hey Here's some useless information. Now talk about it for two days. And I'll be like, I don't care about you being attracted to trans women, but I might care if that trans person was a child. Exactly. You know, so I don't, I can't tell what he was trying to do. This wasn't like an interview where somebody asked him and it came out. It's like volunteered information. And it's like, what do you want me to do with that? Like, I have no idea what to do with that information at all. I honestly, my opinion on is I really think that he did, like, the initial statement or, or press with the interview, it was meant for positivity. I really do think he came out and said and said it because he wanted to maybe just talk about the fact that, hey, it's okay to be attracted to trans women. I think he thought those skeletons were so far removed that they weren't going to come <laughs> out. Not realizing that we live in the social media age. People are waiting to dig stuff up and shit never goes away yeah it never goes away and so like the moment that he made that comment those people who were traumatized by him are like oh no you're not you're not you're, you're you are not about to come out of this looking shiny and they went right to it and there was i and i didn't put the woman's name on here uh it was maria ebony i forgot her last name um who came out and said that as she was a trans prostitute when she was younger and he took advantage of her, she took her out of money. I think, I don't know if he, she said he hit her or not. That but is a damn shame. Yeah. So like, it's just, it, 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 it's when you know that you have had predatory and I'm not saying that people can't grow from their predatory nature, things that they've done in the past. I don't want to say that people can't ever, but you have to own up to it. If he would have, if he would have got ahead of this in that same statement and said, you know what, at a time in my life, this is what I did. Right. And it wasn't right. And I didn't feel good about it, but this is what happened. Yeah. But he, I feel like he was leading from the, what we covered last week, which was the, um, Hold on. I don't know what the hell this happened. I don't know. Um, 
But I feel like with him leading with what we were talking about last week with Maurice Willoughby or Reese, um, who had killed himself after we saw that video and the video surfaced of him being, however, you know. And, and I feel like he was using that as like this driving force to say his truth. But we discussed last week, like, I know that, for one, it wasn't necessarily the video that he was already dealing with issues. He was already saying he was going to kill people himself. So I can't say that the video was the driving force for him to commit suicide. Um, After learning that his girlfriend literally, his transgender girlfriend, was literally afraid of him or what he might do. So if he was using that piece of content to go, yeah, so pro whoever loves trans, and it's like, yeah, the point is real. You should love who you love. But also, the place of where you're trying to be honest isn't honest. Exactly. And so, I mean, I feel like people are a little bit smarter than this now, and I think that it, to me, gives me that Kevin Spacey, I'm trying to cover my ass kind of way. And um, I don't know. He always had ashy lips, so I never saw it for Malik anyway. So. <laughs> it's really yeah. no love lost there. I mean, he's he's always, like, been a weird dude when you really think about it. Um, so, I, I don't know. I feel like this, it could have been more positive. It could have been a breakthrough moment. But those skeletons come out, and I, for Not one— eventually. Yeah, they they come out, and so it's good that it that it did come out. And let this be a testament to anyone else who wants to try to get ahead of things or make things seem positive. They 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 gonna pull out those skeletons for sure. Let me tell you, the internet don't forgive at all. This is why I get up and put. Let me tell you something. Under this shirt is like a muumuu dress, <laughs> and I put makeup on because I know this will be on the internet. These things exist forever. Yeah. And and like I had a issue. I took issue with the. Um, you know these gender reveals now, and you have women who are throwing tantrums because the baby isn't the gender that they wanted. And I'm like, you know the internet's going to be around by the time this baby is old enough to use it. Mm-hmm. They're going to see that you didn't want it. And it's like, what is wrong with people? What is going on? But it's, it, going back to the Malik thing, I feel like, again, he's just trying to cover his ass. I think many people do. A lot of people try to jump in front of the train mm-hmm. before it hits. And you know who also does that? <clears throat> people aren't probably going to like that, but I'm going to say it anyway. Like, heavy set women who are fake body positive. You know, they can't just post a picture and, like, having a good day. Mm-hmm. It's like, thick bitches rule and weak and being thick. And it's like, you're trying to beat us to saying that you're fat by calling yourself fat or fat bitches need to eat or we need to, and I love my body as is. And I'd be like, you want the same attention this girl with the perfect body do. Well, assumed perfect body. Mm. But you want that same attention too. But you don't want people to call you fat. So you jump ahead of the train and go, I accept my body as is. And I'm like, I wish you believed it. Like, I really, I really wish you believed it. But again, it comes off as I'm trying to cover my ass. I'm trying to beat you to the punch. Yeah. Yeah. Do as, as a woman, can you, can you pick up when women are doing that? <laughs> boy, boy, boy. <laughs> and that like, I'm a big all. girl too. Yeah. Like, and, and like, I've had people deliberately DM me and ask me why I don't show my body more. And I'd be like, well, it's here. Mm-hmm. I am swollen in places and I don't like my body always sexualized, right? Because I know what I look like and I'm I'm curvy and my body's there, but I mean, I don't be pressed to yeah. show it all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like when I'm out, yeah, I'm going to show it because I'm out and I'm, gonna take, I'm not taking pictures. But I personally, I don't like the way people react to my body. I guess I'll say that. Okay. I, I don't like the the hoopla and the oh the thighs and the, I'll be like man like I just want to put a picture up and be fine and just regular and do that you know and so for women that can do it and they like the attention like that's on you that's great if you enjoy it if you like it I love it but when women are doing it from a place of lack like you're doing it because you want to show that you love yourself. But when you go in the mirror, you're still pinching rolls. You're still looking at your flaws. You're still doing it. So I, I don't know if you believe it or not, but I definitely know when I see people doing it. 
Like I have a friend that does it all the time and I have to scroll by pictures I like. And I'll be like, see, <laughs> why you just can't put this beautiful picture up? You don't have to announce that you're a big girl yeah. because we know that. We see it. We see it. We, it's, our yeah. eyes work. work. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I, I didn't understand it. Yeah. So, I mean, it is what it is. Well, that just that went into a place, but that's a, that was a great conversation to have. <laughs> dropping dropping knowledge bombs. Are you ready to take this break? Let's do it. Alrighty. What's up, everybody? This is Dan, aka Dan on Drugs, and I am Afro Becky, aka Afro Becky, and we are the Black Law and Legal Lies podcast, podcast. a weekly legal podcast. For the culture. Each week, we have conversations with our co-host, Anne, a licensed and practicing slash ratchet ass attorney, as well as myself, a rehabilitated criminal and our lovely esteemed moderator, Afro Becky. Most of our topics are legal in nature and we discuss them in a relatable way. We release new episodes every Tuesday. Yo, you can find us anywhere podcasts are available. Or you can find us on social media at Black Law Podcast. So check us out. Or don't. Hey! What? Sometimes people do like the opposites. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are back from that break. Got refreshed. Now we're going to dig into your questions and emails. So we need a break before we do that because y'all send some shit. Um, and y'all don't be using commas and periods. It's cool. Yeah. It's yeah. cool. You know our people. You know our people. <laughs> I, like when, when I when I see a question mark and a period, I'm like, yeah, I don't even I don't even trip off the commas anymore. My brain like mentally just puts the commas there. Right. Let me let me just let me just get a, a, something to show me where a sentence changes at. I appreciate it. Just it just railroads right through. You're like uh huh uh huh uh huh. We got two for this week. You uh you want to go ahead and read the first one? All right. So uh the first listener question. Let me see who this is from. I think Jay. Yes. Um. So it says, Dear LLBA host, uh, I have been a loyal lusty. That's so cute. <laughs> I have been a loyal lusty since the start of the podcast, and I want to say I really enjoyed Tanya's first episode. Thank Yay, you. Yay, look at that. Um, I have two questions. The first is, as a woman who is technically married but living separate from, her, from my husband for the last three years, ma'am. That's a long time. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong for dating other people? That's one question. And my husband has refused to sign our divorce, and I cannot afford to go forward with it on my own. The guy, I see, a comma there would have been <laughs> just. So on my own. The guy I'm currently dating has been in my life for two years, mm. ma'am. <laughs> and has no idea that legally I'm still married. How should I break this news to him without feeling betrayed? I will get to the second part of that later. Now, this is really three questions. Yeah, <laughs> the it is. first one is, are you wrong for dating other people? And it's like, no, you're not. I mean, because you're, I mean, legally you're not single, but in your, in your circumstances, you are single. Yeah. You're no longer with your partner and um, want a divorce. Now, being with someone for two years, out of the three, you were divorced and it never came up. <laughs> <laughs> like y'all was watching TV and it's like a married couple and it's like, you know what? I'm going to tell you, I'm married. Like, it could have came out so many ways. And so, <laughs> or you had dinner, you could pass the salt. Hey, you know what? I've also been married. It could come out at any time. And I feel like two years, and I know I'm just making fun, but I want you to know how ridiculous this sounds. And I know a lot of times we keep things to ourselves, and this is why listeners probably <laughs> don't be right now, but it's like, one, I'm glad that you did ask so that you can know that it does sound crazy. Yeah. Not that you're dating. I feel like you're completely allowed to date and do what you want to do. It's just dating someone for two years is very fucking serious. Like, it's very serious. And that's something that you would have wanted to run across them at some point. And I think we just have to get out of this thing of being more afraid of how people are going to react than being true to ourselves. How you feel about what I say will never be more important than how I feel inside. Yeah. It just won't. You can lash out. You can be mad at me. You cannot talk to me. And I'll deal with that. But 
I said what I needed to say, and I can sleep good. You ever had a moment where you feel like you should have said something else, mm-hmm. or you got into an argument? Has it happened to you? Like, you have everything. You like, you know what? Damn, I forgot to put this on it because then <laughs> if I said this, right? And you do this crazy thing, and it's like, in this case, this just should have come up. And as far as your husband was concerned, I'm petty again. So I would just start going on dates with my ex-husband until he's my ex-husband for real. So, no, no, no. She will be there, his new girlfriend. It's like, no, girl, I'm only tagging along just because he's not signing papers. I would leave if he just signed papers. I can go to extremes to get the things that I want. (laughs) I'm not saying you should do that and use (laughs) caution and safety. I'm telling you that I don't have all the sense. (laughs) Oh, man. Sometimes when you don't get the things you want, you have to take other measures. Now, you have to, you know, deal with the fact that you just... Lying by omission is still lying. Absolutely. And you're being dishonest with this person that for two years, you love that person. So it should not be something... This is what happens when you don't tell the truth up, up front. You have to tell all these other lies after to make up for the original lie. And it gets so deep that it's like you waited too long to tell the truth. And now it's too late to tell the truth. You've waited two years. So I feel like you need to sit down with this person because this really what it's about. It's not even about your ex-husband or your estranged husband. It's not even about that. This is strictly about you and who you're with at this current time and how that current relationship is going to work out after you be honest. But you cannot go, like, one more day without telling this person the truth. You're going to have to set your life on fire. I'm sorry. Because there's no way to get out of it. (laughs) And my thing is, how, like, in being with someone for two years, how has it not come up, like, hey, have you ever been married? Like, that's just, like... Like, child. like so you, you you've clearly been lying to him now as far i agree are, are you wrong for dating people no at this point no it'd be different if it was like three months and you weren't quite sure if you wanted the divorce or not. like right. that no so you establish you're not wrong for what for what you're right. doing you're you are wrong for like you said lying by omission um two ye- listen you two. if you're listening to this stop the podcast go and tell him you can play him the podcast <laughs> like whatever i don't know what like that that Ooh, needs to be that's what had. you should do, girl. Be petty like me. So, like, oh, babe, let's just listen to this podcast. Or don't be so, you know, obvious and be in the kitchen and just have it on speaker. And ask for help. And, like, what? Somebody was married and didn't tell their partner. How do you feel about that? What do you do How if that was you? How do you feel about that? <laughs> so you can gauge and then you can maybe drop that. But like on a more serious tip, like, no, seriously, you need to kind of stop what you're doing. Tell that person if you value that relationship at all. And, like, look, I know I'm supposed to tell you, but I didn't. And this is where we are now. <laughs> you know what's going to happen? She's going to she's gonna listen to this. And I guarantee, well, let me not say guarantee, but it would be funny if she goes to tell him. And when she walks <laughs> in, he's on one knee proposing. <laughs> <laughs> I would be sick. Don't marry me, babe. Don't, you don't want to marry me. And then, then you can say, you can say when he pros and asks you, say yes. But we have this little bit of business to take care of before we can do it. There you it's go. It's like I'm gonna put it on. I'm gonna put it on the right hand until I tell you some shit. <laughs> it's like putting it on layaway. You put my love on layaway. <laughs> so. I can oh, tell man. you that I'm already married. Oh, I think you just um, named this episode. Love on Layaway is a perfect title. So there you go. <laughs> um, the other part to your question, should I break the news to him without, how should I break the news to him without feeling betrayed? Well, girl, it's there is no way to get yeah, out of this. Yeah, yeah. There's no way you're going to protect your character, your image, because you're going to be a liar. You have to just reckon with the idea. You're not going to be his favorite person. He's going to think you're a liar. Because you lied to him by omission. Because if he did the same thing to you and was writing into us, like, what should I do? First, I would tell uh, her to break up with you because I'm petty. But <laughs> it's the same scenario. And if this is, even if you're a person that you're like, oh, I don't really, you know, I don't get it. Put yourself in the other person's shoes because if they did this to you yeah. and they held this big ass secret over your relationship 
and you never said anything, you would want to nail them to the cross. Absolutely. So just be fair. Like, this has nothing to do with betrayal. This has nothing to do with, like, just do it. Like, yeah. literally stop right now. Go take care of that. Yeah. You just got to rip the Band-Aid off at this point. Just, just. Only option. Yeah. There you go. Oh, there's um, another part to this question. There is. I have no answer for it. Okay. This is all for you. Okay. Okay. Um, second question. I know prior to the change in co-host, a live show tour was planned for 2020. Will these shows still happen? My answer to that is um, as we figure out the chemistry and move forward and um, if there's a demand, I'm all for it. But I think we do need to allow you Tanya, time to get comfortable <laughs> and get like, hey, I, I, I think like when you do a live show, it has to be like it's it's the audience finally getting to see someone that they feel like they've gotten to know for so long. They still have to get to know you. So um, I I would say maybe 2020 is too early. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. We'll see. We don't know what will happen between now and then. We'll see. see. I'm not completely against it. We'll see how we feel going into it. It took us two years to get to doing our first live show. So to now have a revamp, to think that it's going to happen in, I mean, 2020 is like three months away. So uh, keep that in mind. Yeah. And I don't want to let anyone down. I know that we talked about it. It, We didn't announce dates, but it was told that it was going to happen. I don't want to let anyone down, but at the same time, you want to allow like the chemistry to build for it to be great live. Like, so. Right. Love on me guys. I want y'all to be like, I where's Bay? Yeah. And I'll be like, I'm here. That's what I want. There you go. So. I, and I and I understand. I know the listeners. They love this podcast. I know they love live shows are a thing. It's it's a great opportunity. But let let's 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 table that for now. We'll come back to. It. We'll put a pin in it. Not saying no. We'll put a pin. A in pin. It. There you go. We also have a second question, right? We do. We do. So uh, this one is from a different listener. They asked not to be identified. That's why their name is not on here. Um, oh, let me see. Is this a guy? No, it's a this woman. is a girl. Yeah. Okay, let's call her Bonquisha. Bonquisha. All right, so Bonquisha. This, yeah. All right, hold on. I got to do. So listen, yo, Bonquisha wrote in to us, right? And she got a question, right? You ready for the question? I'm ready. All right, so Bonquisha wrote in and she said, Hi, I'm writing today because I recently found out that the guy I met two weeks ago is bisexual. Him telling me that this at first completely caught me off guard, but I realized this is more than likely more common than we think. Men just rarely feel safe enough to discuss it. A comma there would have been great. Um, I need advice in a lot of ways. I feel as long as he was safe, his sexual past shouldn't matter regardless of who he's having sex with. But part of me fears being out in public with him and a former gay lover see us and start a conversation. Help, I need advice. You do need help. <laughs> you do need help here. Um, um, well, let me say that you... All right. So when... It's not that people are homophobic, and I don't like that, right? Mm -hmm. I don't like that you get that stigma when, let's say, this situation occurs and you're upset that this person is literally sexually attracted to another gender. Um, There is a sense of betrayal with that because you're you're walking into that relationship or whatever situation you got going on with the assumption that you're heterosexual and I'm heterosexual, and we're going to keep doing this with each other. Mm -hmm. Now... When they do, because I remember this was an episode of Insecure. Do you remember? Oh, it was, yeah. yeah. Yeah, when Molly was dating like the cool guy, and he was very sweet, and he kind of was like, yeah, you know, I used to suck a little dick, you know, here and there, <laughs> but nothing major. You know what I'm saying? He was like circumstantially gay, and and she broke it off with him because she couldn't get over the fact that like when they went in public, and he dap up a guy, and she like, what that mean? Like, yeah. what is that? And so a lot of this comes from a sense of insecurity because, okay, so you already already are looking over your shoulder in a way um, with a man dealing with them with women, let's say. So let's say if she's checking if you're flirting with women or if you're doing something on social media or, you know what I'm saying, like entertaining women to some degree. So she's focusing on you messing with these women. But in the same token, now she's insecure because she's like, wow, so you mean all those times that you, like, were going to uh, fantasy football drafts, that, like, you were going on dates? Like, what are you trying to say? And I understand that it's very confusing. I would say, be, again, be true to yourself. If you know you're not going to feel comfortable with this person who is admitting that they 
also like different things, I think you it may come to a point that you may have to break up with this person because no matter what you say, I don't care how much you want to salvage that relationship and how much you care about them and like them, you cannot make your heart and mind agree with it. You can verbally say it out loud, yeah, that's, that's cool, I don't mind. But then when it comes up, you're going to care. Exactly. And so it's just be honest with yourself about what you care about because what it seems like you care about is other people, how other people are going to perceive it. Um, I don't know. I feel like that's really what you're concerned about. But I feel like if you cannot get, get past the fact that they are sexually attracted to their same gender, the same, and they're also attracted to you, I would say let it go. I know it probably doesn't, it's not the answer you're looking for, but trying to look over your shoulder for women and men because of what he might like, you're going to drive yourself crazy. So unless you can come to terms with it, I would say just let it go. I agree. I think you have to have a conversation. Let him know how you're feeling. Overall, if that's somebody you're going to be with, you need to communicate how you're feeling. You shouldn't hold it in because then it could turn into something that it doesn't need to turn into. Have that conversation. But at the end of the day, you have to realize that this is that person's past. Hopefully you're that person's future. So going forward, if you can look past it, and I don't want to say ignore completely how you feel. Try to look past it as best you can. Focus on the person in front of you. Focus on how you guys can kind of calm your concerns or whatever. But at the end of the day, like to have uh, the fear of, I'm just worried that a gay lover is going to walk up to us while we're out. Like, Right. Why well, is that your main concern? Yeah, like it's, it's you're worried about how that would how that would look to people, and that's that's going to send you down a path of always being worried about like right. how people feel or view your relationship, and really, it doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't fucking matter. But that's the thing. It matters to her. Like she cares about yeah. it enough that she wrote in. That's how much you care about it. So even questioning, you know, you say you have a fear of being in public with him and a former gay lover see us and starts a conversation because you don't want to feel insecure. That's that's all that that, that is right there. You don't want to feel insecure. And like you said, um, TJ, if you can't get past that, then again, break up with him. Yeah, I mean, why, why, why drag yourself along and, and be worried about something? Why drag him along and him thinking, you know, this is my woman, we're moving forward. And then secretly, like six months down the road, you just finally say, you know what? I tried to, I can't. If you, you have to take some time out and be honest with what you can and can't deal with. If you can move past it, fine. If you can't, don't feel bad. Don't guilt yourself for feeling bad, but be honest with them and then move forward. You gotta, you gotta make a decision. Also, um, see, I think that we don't ask certain questions when we first start dating mm -hmm. because you're so enthralled and just liking the person and, um, you know, just kind of infatuated where you don't ask questions like, Hey, are you married? Hey, do you like women all the time? <laughs> Is it like a Monday, Wednesday, Friday thing? Like, what do you like? And I feel like because people feel so offended by certain questions that people don't ask. And like, I feel like if you were just like, I've asked men before, like, I do not care. I do not care that your manhood is challenged and, Oh, you trying me. I'd be like, Oh, okay. So yeah. About that answer. Yeah. Is it a yes or no? And I'm so serious because you can never say that I didn't ask you. Yeah. You can never say that it didn't come up. You can't lie to me by omission, you would just be flat out lying to me because I asked. That's true. And those were questions that I definitely asked. Or I would go, <laughs> I used to be nuts. So I would ask these hypothetical questions. <laughs> <laughs> so you're sitting down, you're chilling, and a dude grabs your dick. What do you do? What, what would you do? Yeah. <laughs> so this was mine. And y'all, ladies, feel free. You can take all these tips. So um, don't get caught. So I was like, hey, so. It was like a series of like three questions and, and people like to be asked questions. They're like, oh, okay. They kind of gear up like, okay, yeah. cool. What's the question? And I'm like, so what, who's your favorite celebrity female? Like any woman in the world, what's your favorite celebrity female to you? Uh, me, Dasha. Yeah. Dasha. Like just looks. Dasha Polanco. Dasha? Yeah, Dasha. She's going to play me in my biopic. So <laughs> her, I was like, Okay, so this woman that looks exactly like Dasha offers to give you 
I don't know, $200,000. All she wants to do is give you head. That's it. The only stipulation is she tells you she is a man. Would you do it? Would you go through with it, letting this person do it and take the money and no one knows? He like, oh no, like so nobody <laughs> would find out. And I'm like, nobody, nobody know, but you and your soul. No one would know. And there were some dudes like, oh no, I might just go ahead and I'd be like, okay, check, okay, <laughs> cool. And so I would ask these weird questions. They'd be like, why are you asking? I'd be like, no, it's just hypotheticals. I was working on this paper. I'd just be asking questions. <laughs> but really, I'd be taking it. Because there was a guy that I did date at, at some point who turned out to be bisexual. Oh, wow. And again, because I asked up front and I was met with a lot of aggression, a lot of that alpha alpha stuff. Mm -hmm. and, and he really thought I was insulting him. But if, if, I'm interested in you. I'm very attentive, one. And I my gaydar is like through the roof. It's through the roof. And I'm I'm aware when there is a person in my presence. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he just kept saying things that was questionable. Like he kind of told me that he let a girl have sex with him with a strap on. And I was like, where was the strap? <laughs> and he was like, oh no, like I let her do me because she was into that. And I was like, hmm check all right so you are into that cool i never made him feel bad i never make him feel like he was doing something wrong but on my end i was counting my ducats i was like yep 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 this sounds like the behavior of somebody that is sexually attracted to men so when i would ask he was he, he would cuss me out he would hang out on hang up on me and say all kind of crude things only for him to call me i'm sorry he texted me like five o'clock in the morning, everything he has ever done with a man before. Oh, wow. And I was like, wow. So if I would have fucked you, I would be devastated right now because I was like, why did you choose me to be a confidant to tell mm -hmm. me this? Um, and I was like, I'm glad you're able to tell me, but you're struggling with something right now. You know what I'm saying? And it wasn't nothing, you know, bad that came from that situation. And I didn't get hurt. And I didn't get well into that relationship before I found out that he was bisexual. Because I feel like people kind of let you in a little bit on who they are. Mm -hmm. You're just not listening, yeah. you know. And so I used my antennas. And I was like, okay, I know what that means. I'm going to ask until he just don't talk to me anymore. And it works. And he mm -hmm. told me. And I did not smash him because I'm not into that. So it was really simple. So yeah, girl, you're gonna have to figure that out. Definitely. Well, I mean, you just gave her the blueprint at this point. So now you you gave her the playbook. It's like it's like uh, John Madden opening up his playbook to another coach. You got to write down that that game plan. You can't you, have it. There you go. <laughs> mm -hmm. Do all the petty stuff. Don't get caught. And if you do, you don't know where you learned that from. Well, there okay. you go. That's it. That's all the listener questions and topics for this week. Anything, any parting words of wisdom, ideas, anything that you want to leave with the people? And if not, tell them where they can um, find you. Um, parting words would be to not just give your thoughts and prayers to people who need you. Um, in this case, in the Bahamas, a lot of people in South Florida who were complaining that the hurricane didn't come and they bought all of these supplies. It's like, well, girl, that's cute for you. Take all those supplies and go donate them mm -hmm. since you don't need them. Yeah. And they're, you know, clothes, there are all these sensors to donate, like do your part. And even if you're just sharing information, even if you're just sharing where people can donate, that is a form of helping. I don't care what people say about internet activism. All of those things help. Because there may be that person that never came across that flyer, but you posted it and now they can actually do something about it. You may not have the means or the finances or whatever, but there is somebody that does. So I feel like spreading that news does help. So do your part, people. Um, as far as me, you can always find me on the Twitter machine at IamQueenTE. -E -E -E. Same thing on Instagram. Don't be creepy. Also, check out my podcast, Urban Sweet Talk. It uh, drops every Thursday, and it's a great show. It's fun, and we talk a lot of trash. Warning, we do not hate men all the time. All the time. Some of the time. That's fine. 
That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys know where you can follow me. You can follow me at CEO Hayes. That's C-E-O-H-A-I-Z-E. You can follow the podcast at Lovelust Pod on Twitter um, and Instagram. So go ahead and follow us there. If there's nothing else, make sure you send in uh, feedback, questions, comments, concerns, anything to the email. That's lovelustbas at gmail.com. That's it. We'll see lovely and beautiful people next week. Peace. Peace out. <laughs> If your girl on